This is the Immigration Conversation presented by Fragman, a series of talks and discussions by leading immigration lawyers and professionals from around the world. We'll bring you the most up-to-date business immigration news, issues of concern, and strategies in the world of global immigration and mobility. Welcome to another edition of the Immigration Conversation podcast hosted by Fragman. I'm Chad Ellsworth, and I'm a partner in the New York and San Francisco offices of Fragman. In today's episode, we will discuss an important issue around travel policies for transgendered individuals, which has been challenging in any environment, but particularly now. I'm here with none other than Rena Montalvo, Head of Talent Mobility, Immigration, and Flexible Work Program at Twitter. Rena is a recognized leader in the global mobility space and is regularly recognized by leading publications and organizations and previously led global mobility for several Fortune 100 companies, including GM and News Corp. Rena is a guest lecturer at Harvard, Yale, and NYU on global mobility, immigration, and tax issues. I'm incredibly honored to be speaking with Rena on this topic today, which is incredibly important to both of us and our organizations. Welcome, Rena. It's so excited to have you here to discuss these international travel issues, particularly for Pride Month. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. I would like to turn it over to you, Rena, to share any personal and professional background with the audience. Thank you so much, Chad. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I think this um, this podcast idea is amazing. Um, you know, I think I'm so happy that we ended up doing this, um, not really in Pride Month, two days after Pride, right? Um, and I think that's um, just because it's crucial, you know, that um, business leaders um, are supporting the LGBTQ plus employees all year round, not only for, for Pride Month. So um, I'm, I'm happy that it didn't work out in Pride Month, but two days after. Um, um, you know, this issue for me, you know, right now what's going on, all the travel restrictions, especially for the LGBTQ uh, plus community, you know, being a woman, being Latina and being queer, um, these are issues that, you know, are very important to me that I want to be a part of. Um, it's part of my community, part of our community, as I can say. Um, so um, thank you very much for, for bringing this topic um, to a broader, to the broader scope. Well, thank you. I uh, I know uh, myself being the uh, openly gay man, queer man, it's super important that we always advise clients and uh, employees in the most inclusive manner. So I, I do think with as much as many changes that are happening globally in the space, it's, it's certainly a relevant topic. And I'm, I'm glad that you're here today. As I mentioned earlier, uh, you're very well known in the industries and your uh, global mobility views are certainly well respected. How did you get into this space and how did you come to focus on these LGBTQ plus issues? Um, you know, that's an interesting question. So um, just a little bit, you know, I'm Puerto Rican and German, right? Um, and I lived in Germany for over 25 years, moved to the U.S. in 2014. Um, I started this um I started working in HR and have a legal background. Um, and I was approached, you know, I was doing global, global 
recruitment, basically, and the head of HR at the time, you know, just basically said to me, listen, we have an opening. Um, it's called, you know, I think at the time it was international assignment. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it evolved this international assignment department, then for mobility, and now now the new vocabulary is talent mobility, right? So at the time mm-hmm. it was international mm-hmm. assignment, so you can tell how old I am. Um, and you know, when he told me that it was a mixture of a lot of law, immigration law, taxation law, um, international employment law, that kind of caught my attention. And that's kind of how I, mm-hmm. I went into into global mobility and been doing it now for over I don't want to go too much into detail. Over 15 years. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> I hear I, you. I'm in the I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want to go too much. But I mean, I and I think, you know, um, I've been dealing, you know, again, you know, being being, you know, gay myself, um, I've always dealt with these issues um from, from the beginning, you know, when I started. So this is nothing new to me. It's evolving. Um, it's, it's, you know, um, I think what now is kind of in the forefront is, you know, we're dealing with a lot of, you know, transgender issues that maybe we weren't dealing Mm -hmm. with when I first started many, many years ago. Um, but in essence, in terms of, you know, dealing with LGBTQ, um, plus issues, that's always been, it's always been since, since day one, since day one. That's a, that's a very good call out. I know when I started this in the nineties, you know, domestic partner benefits were sort of the the latest topic and that's essentially how you would discuss uh issues of inclusion with uh, your employer or potential employer um so it's it's definitely uh become much more inclusive and in the issues that we're tackling on a global level more diverse and uh, uh and complex and, and challenging um Sort of discussing the the global landscape, uh, the the pandemic in particular has resulted in more of a focus on the welfare of assignees. Uh, certainly here at Fragman, we're certainly seeing uh, that during the pandemic there were so many assignees that were separated from their families. There was a lot of upheaval. There's been a reluctance to take on assignments unless people feel they're being very well supported and this is particularly true uh in the lgbtq plus uh community for the obvious reasons um were you sort of seeing that on your end and and how how are you handling it uh managing the the mobility space um so when i when covid hit i was in news corp um and i I had the opportunity, I would say, you know, my position was automatically elevated where I started reporting to um, the chief people officer for all of News Corp. That meant that I was responsible for all 13 business units, the Wall Street Journal, um, Dow Jones. Um, So it was, you know, an opportunity, but it was very stressful. Um, As you know, immigration, um, you know, was very, very fluid at the time. Um, Employees were stuck all over the world. Um, We had a lot of Wall Street Journal journalists stuck. Families were, as you already said, you know, they were separated. Um, so it was, you know, it was challenging. It was very challenging how to get, you know, the employees back. So um, I've been seeing that across the board, um, especially, you know, now employees are reluctant to go on assignment. Um, they're, they want to make sure that benefits are a bit more secure when it comes to health. 
right? Um, a lot mm-hmm. of what I'm seeing also across the board, and even back then, that families want to travel that together, just in case if something would happen, they're stuck in a country or somewhere together. So um, things are changing due to to what happened with COVID. Yes. And I would imagine for your LGBTQ plus families, uh, those issues are are particularly acute, whether it's proving that they're legally married, understanding that their marriage is recognized in the country that they're traveling to, any related documents around their health, insurance, safety, gender. Uh, there, there's probably uh, a lot of extra handholding and empathy required in this environment post-pandemic, I would imagine. Yes. And, and, you know, I, you know, as I was preparing, not only for this, um, I've been, you know, dealing with um, LGBTQ plus, um, you know, resources and guidance um, in general. I've spoken to a lot of my colleagues um, in the mobility industry, and it was very, very interesting to, to see that, you know, not many people have anything related to, to LGBTQ plus uh, travel. So I just want to just, I want to read something that I that I read that really is kind of alarming, right? Um, and it kind of shows the severity of this topic. Um, LGBTQ plus travelers, lesbian, gay, transgender, queer, intersex, um, LGBTQI plus travelers can face unique challenges when traveling abroad. Laws and attributes in some countries may affect safety and ease of travel. Legal protections vary from country to country. Many countries do not legally recognize same-sex marriage. Approximately 70 countries consider consensual same-sex sexual relations a crime, sometimes carrying severe punishment, right? Mm-hmm. When I read that, you know, um, even to me, it was alarming, right? Um you know, I had a couple that um, was stuck in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they were both women. They were gay, lesbians. They were married. Um, and they, they had a difficult time, difficult time getting, they wanted to get out you know, during, during the pandemic. So, you know, it's, 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 you have to be, I think, I think the message for me was, I, you need to be informed, right? You need to really understand mm-hmm. before you send um, assignees across the globe. And it doesn't, if you're a woman, if you're part of the LGBTQ plus community, right? You have to be informed prior. There's a lot of pre-work that you need to do before sending employees across the globe, if that makes sense. It definitely does. I think having a trusted advisor, uh, whether internally at the company or externally, who really understands the issues in the community is key because being uh, prepared, understanding the issues, understanding that, uh, as you correctly called out, in so many of these countries where people people regularly travel to, the guidance is... uh, uh, clearly uh, negative towards the LGBTQ positive community, or it's silent on many of these issues. 
and and uh, there's particular scrutiny that could come up when traveling. So things like having, uh, you know, proof of custody, uh, like I said, your underlying health documents, if you have uh, a passport that doesn't clearly uh, denote a, a specific gender, these are all issues that you sort of need to understand and plan for in advance and really have a trusted advisor and structure uh, that supports that kind of travel and issues. And it sounds like you've been uh, on the cusp of that and, and at least getting uh, your employees prepared for, for travel and these issues. Yeah, I think it's very important to have a trusted um, partner in, in these situations. Um, and just like you mentioned, you know, updating your passport, right? Um, it's not as easy as just going in and updating it. There's a lot of challenges, um, you know, alone changing, you know, just changing your name only, you know, only can cause a huge discrepancy, right? Um, what supporting documents should you provide? Maybe medical documents, um, do documents from, you know, from, you know, gender markers that, you know, need to be um, issued. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of complexity with just even updating your passport, right? And just knowing all those steps to take, those resources and where to find that. And, you know, um, what are the steps, uh, you know, before traveling even um, to having a checklist, for example, for, the, for your employees to kind of understand, you know, what needs to be done prior to your travel, what country you're going in, mm -hmm. what are the rules, what are the rules and regulations, what is the culture, what is the laws, right? Just understanding that in general, right? If we take a look at, um, you know, alone what's going on in Russia with um, Brittany Griner, right? um the basketball player right um i think it's important to be informed you know what what are the laws rules and regulations this is something that's essential because going into a you know going into a new a new country you're going into their territory right their mm -hmm. rules and regulations mm -hmm. apply if i go with my partner to to dubai i know we're not going to be holding hands right mm -hmm. i know that i can't go on the beach in a bikini right there's just certain things that um that you know need to be aware of prior to the travel just to make the travel um more successful sort of say exactly you you want a fully informed traveler that's aware of the very specific you know challenges that can arise for for lgbtq plus travelers um, it sounds like uh, you have definitely been a, a pioneer in this space in terms of supporting these travelers. For those companies that don't have a structure in place or, you know, a, a, a best practice, what is something they can really do today or immediately to, to help move the needle and support the population? Do you have any recommendations there? inform themselves right um look again you know i'm gay i don't know everything even in our community chad i think you can agree on this we're still informing ourselves with the new the new nuances right um pronouns exactly. right? there's a lot of things that are new to me as well so it's not any kind of criticism to anybody i think me myself i'm still informing myself um so i think the first thing is um i don't I wouldn't say put together a policy. I don't think that's something that I would I would call it. I would say more put together resources, right? Get the mm -hmm. correct information. Um, you know, there's so many, believe it or not, there's so many resources out there 
um, and, you know, get all that together, um, resource, put, you know, a guide together for LGBTQ plus um, community, you know, for travelers. Um, I think it's important. I think it's important to have something where employees can fall back on and be heard. Yeah, I, I think that those are all uh, very good call outs. It's, it's definitely a topic that's organic, that's changing every day. And to your point, there are a, a lot of global resources that can help us. Uh, the Human Rights Watch uh, is is a, a great resource in terms of really monitoring global anti-LGBTQ plus laws. I know the U.S. State Department uh, puts out uh, travel advisories uh, for LGBTQ plus travelers, uh, as well as some uh, uh, State Department and, and uh, U.K. guidance around uh, passport information and updating uh passports when when gender issues are involved. So I I couldn't agree more that it's something that really needs constant intention and support and monitoring uh, at the client and advisor side. And and just to add on that, you know, also, I think in a broader aspect in terms of the business, educate the managers, educate the business, right? I think, I think education is important. Like I said, I'm educating myself. I think it's important to educate, have this constant communication all year round, right? Not only in Pride Month, yes. all year round. I need to emphasize that because I think um, that's it's, it's, it's you know very essential, um, especially in the time that we're living in now. Exactly, exactly. This is really a commitment on behalf of uh, our organizations to to really improve the experience moving forward. And it's it's not a snapshot in time. It's it's really a journey for these employees and and one that's evolving every day. Twitter always seems to be ahead of the curve when it comes to creating these policies. As you look into the next year and you're looking at these issues that have great uh, uh, social importance for the company in your tweets, is there any uh, specific call out in the next year that you're particularly focused on in this space? Um, you know, I started at Twitter April 18th <coughs> this year. So, I'm, you know, not even 90 days. Um, I think, you know, first thing I wouldn't you know, for this particular, anything with LGBTQ+, I just wouldn't call it a policy again. Um, I think, you know, that's that's important. I, I always stick to the word resources. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, me in general, if it's Twitter or News Corp, Wall Street Journal, wherever I'm at, I think for me, for my department, um, my goal is always to be best informed. You know, back then, travel ban hit. I was at forefront. Um, remote work the forefront um, with colleagues uh, wrote a white paper on it. Um, I think, you know, wherever I am, wherever my position is and wherever I'm advising, uh, my goal is always to to steer um, the business, the team, to make an impact um, with having the most updated resources and being in, in my field, most updated science, immigration law, um, taxation, um, LGBTQ plus issues, um, trends, nuances, technology. So I think that's always um, just the kind of person I am. And that's always my goal when leading um, the mobility department. Well, thank you for sharing. And and not to, to totally throw you a curveball here, but as we 
look at uh, wrapping up today's discussion. Do you mind sharing with the audience uh, what's on your summer reading list? Well, I don't want to shock my audience, so a little bit... A little bit um, about me. So um, I'm a bit of a nerd and I'm a big, um, you know, on my private time, I'm very much into criminal law and I read a lot of, you know, true crime and a lot of um, psychology books, a lot of, you know, um, you know, I watch the ID channel pretty often. So one of the books that I'm reading, it's called If You Tell a True, a True Story of Murder. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Um, and then I am reading right now from one of my Harvard professors, Remote Work Revolution. Great read. Um, I love it. It's, really, it's amazing. It's about really like how, you know, how to deal with remote working in terms of, you know, performance, in terms of your team, how do you get the best out of your team? So I find it also very, very helpful. And then, um, someone on my team recommended this book. I haven't started it yet, but I will start it. Hatching Twitter. Of course. Oh, I haven't started reading it yet, but um, it's interesting. It's about Twitter, um, a true story of money, power, friendship, and betrayal. So very interested to read this. That is my summer reading for this year. Well, thank you for sharing. I have not read those, but I'm definitely uh, taking notes on my end. Um, I hope you found today's episode of the Immigration Conversation helpful. Uh, I think Rena's point on really staying educated in this space, having the most robust resources available, the most recent resources available for your employee population, particularly those LGBTQ plus employees that have particular needs and risks that are associated with international travel. Uh, I am really impressed with the uh, innovative things that Twitter is doing in this space. And I'm really looking forward to uh, getting a a copy of that book, particularly on remote workers. Um, It's it's definitely another hot topic in the mobility space, and it uh, intersects with a lot of uh, the issues that we've been talking about as it relates to uh, deploying uh, LGBTQ plus uh, employees in a in a more remote uh, more remote work environment. Uh, so thank you, Rena. As always, I sincerely appreciate your your time and thoughts. And I I think I would just love to turn it over to you to give any closing statement here. So thank you so much. I mean, I, I am so appreciative that you put this podcast together. I think this is, you know, um, um, it's it's important, right? Um, we have to stay on this topic. Um, and I thank you so much for for bringing this along. And um, I'm looking forward to sharing this with so many people. And, you know, I hope that we will continue the work here. I know that you and I are working on some things together, uh, you know, with Fragman and um, and I'm really, really, really excited on that. And I, um, I'm thankful. So thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. And like I said, this is really the start of a, a really important framework and it's developing and there will be, uh, I'm sure, more exciting developments from you in this space. So thank you. The Immigration Conversation podcast is presented by Fragment, the leading firm dedicated exclusively to immigration services worldwide. This episode is current as of the date of recording. 
With frequent changes in global immigration, be sure to keep up to date by visiting our website at www.fragaman.com and subscribing to the Immigration Conversation on your favorite podcast service to hear the latest episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute legal advice or give rise to an attorney-client relationship between any listener and our firm. If you have any questions, please contact the global immigration professional with whom you work at Fragamin.